My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. And today I want to talk about the spring equinox that is happening. So we actually have a full moon and the spring equinox happening on March 21st, 2019. And this is setting the stage for the next three months until the uh, summer solstice. So the equinox is when the day and night are equal length which is just even more amplified, uh, the yin and yang of that, balancing the yin and yang. They're perfectly equal right now with having the full moon right now. So the the moon is very much highlighted. It's got a little bit more of the yang energy with the sun on it, or or sun shining a light on it. Uh, But what does this mean for you, and how can you apply this over the next three months? So I often think of life moving in cycles between the solstices and the equinoxes. I believe that is the plural, solstice and equini. I don't know, does that work? Uh, But between those two points uh, of the day and night being equal, and then the night being longer in the winter solstice, and then the sun in the, the daytime being longer in the summer solstice. So basically we're moving now from a time of balance, or some level of balance, of finding balance, to uh, choosing to put more energy, the yang energy, more action, more focus, more drive, more ambition into a particular area of your life. So I'm going to go through all of the signs and you can see where this might be showing up for you over the next three months and how you can work with that. So if you don't know your rising sign or your moon sign, you can go to quietmind.yoga slash astrology and you'll see a link there to email me your birth info. So you want to send the birth time, date, and place. And I'll send you your chart back so you can see and follow along with this and know where these things are affecting you. So we'll go by your rising sign and your moon sign. So this is how we follow transits in Vedic astrology. So if you're new to this podcast, Vedic Astrology, we follow the exact actual placements of astronomy, whereas Western Astrology follows the fixed placements of uh, the, the, the stars as they were aligned 2,000 years ago. And uh, so this, starting with Aries in the spring equinox, uh, so that that's stays the same in the Western Astrology based on what day of the year it is but it's not actually where the constellation of Aries is in the sky. So for that, we look at Vedic astrology, and that's the the method I follow. It feels more in alignment, and uh, it feels more in integrity for me to follow where the stars actually are placed in the sky and their impact on the bodies uh, around them and the planets, as well as our bodies here on Earth. So uh, the actual placement of the, the stars and the planets is what we go by in Vedic astrology. So you want to know that, go to the website, or you can email me at jeremydevins at gmail.com with your chart info, and I will send it back to you. And you can look at your chart and see where these transits are affecting you. So I'm going to go from Aries to Pisces through all of the signs. And uh, you can skip ahead if you want to listen to your specific rising and moon signs. Or you can uh, listen along if you want to learn a little bit about what the different signs mean and how these things will affect people in your life. If you know people in your life and their charts, this can be really helpful in understanding them and what they might be going through. All right, so let's start with Aries. So we're looking at where the moon and the sun are right now in the sky on this day of the spring equinox. 
and uh, what signs they're in and what houses they're in. So for everybody, they're in the same signs. But for everybody, for every different sign, they're in a different house. Right? So for everybody, the moon is in Virgo and the sun is in Pisces. They're directly opposite on the, the zodiac because there's a full moon right now. So moon in Virgo, that's the mind, the emotions, the maternal qualities, the mother in the sign of Virgo, which is all about service. Uh, it can be critical. Uh, it can be analyzing, calculating, very sharp, and uh, can be judgmental. So our mind, our emotions are in that space for all of us. And the sign of, or the sun is in the sign of Pisces, which is imagination, intuition, insight, dreams, spirituality, liberation, transcendence. These sort of things can be spacey, can be irresponsible at times. So our the sun, the planet of action, the father, just uh, our. Um, our, kind of our discipline, it's our energy, our vitality. Uh, the Saturn is more disciplined, but the sun's like our vitality, our drive, uh, the spotlight, the soul of the self. Like deep down inside in yoga, it's called the Atman or the true self. Like what inside you, the light inside you. Like where is that right now? It's in the sign of Pisces. So what does this mean for you over the next three month period? Right? So for Aries, it's in your, uh, the moon's in your sixth house, in the sixth sign. So it makes things a little simple for, uh, for Aries to understand. So uh, the qualities of the sixth house are similar to the qualities of Virgo. This is your day-to-day -day activity. So your mind, your emotions are going to be focused on your day-to-day -day activity. Uh, your, your health, your wellness, your enemies, uh, your, your moods can be very much affected by these things. So if you put your attention, your energy into uh, making the most of your day-to-day -day activities, bringing a maternal quality to your day-to-day -day activities, nurturing your day-to-day -day activities, uh, nurturing your health, this is a great time to uh, take, maybe you have a diet plan you want to change or an exercise plan you want to change, uh, or a meditation practice will be really great for this, what's happening here. Because the sun is in your 12th house, and the 12th house is all about moksha, liberation, enlightenment, meditation, foreign lands. So if you put your energy, your drive, your action into these 12th house kind of activities, meditation, maybe traveling to a foreign land, uh, maybe having some time in solitude to reflect and uh, get perspective on things, that's going to uh, really benefit you, I think, over the next three months of this period. Right? That's a great place to focus your energy. So if you're not sure where to put all your energy, as the sun's energy increases over this three-month period towards the summer solstice, uh, your sun energy is, is a, great, a great foundation to start with here is to focus on, okay, what's my meditation practice? Do I have one? If you don't have one, it's a great time to start it because you have the action, the spotlight, the sun there, and your soul is probably craving it. because the, the sun, again, is the soul, and it's in the 12th house with the 12th sign, Pisces in the 12th house. So great time to start a meditation practice if you don't already have one. You can go back to the last episode with the March horoscope and check out the breathing meditation there. That's a great place to start. And uh, if you want to learn more meditations, uh, you can check out quietmind.yoga where I post stuff like that all the time. Uh, or you can just email me if you want a very specific meditation for you. Uh, I can look at your chart and find something specifically for you. Or you can work with me to find you know, we can do a session together and go a little deeper into that if you want. JeremyDevins at gmail.com. 
right? So that's a great place to focus over the next three months for you. Your energy, your attention into your meditation practice, uh, nurturing your day-to-day activities, your health, your wellness, and uh, just taking a sort of forgiving maternal approach to enemies and challenges that come up. And uh, making sure your actions are not, uh, maybe, maybe it's okay to be a little impractical right now, a little bit dreamy, a little imaginative, uh, sort of dreaming up what you want to create and being creative right now for you, which uh, with Mars actually in the first house of Aries, the action is already there right? in the Rahu in the third house. You're going to be very interested in being practical. Uh, so it's okay to dream a little bit for Aries. And this is again for Aries rising or moon sign. Now for Taurus, so for each of these signs, as you'll start to notice, if you're listening along, we're going sort of backwards through the houses. Uh, so Taurus, this is happening. Moon in Virgo in your fifth house and Sun in Pisces in your 11th house. So a lot of the same things will apply about Moon in Virgo and Sun in Pisces for all these signs. Uh, but for you, Taurus, it's happening in your fifth house of creativity, children, published works. Uh, so this is putting your mood, your energy, your attention, your mind, and being detail-oriented with your published works, which is great for Taurus. You're already steady, disciplined, consistent, focused, and uh, you have the sort of staying power and follow-through to, to do these things, your creative projects, the things that you want to create in the world. Um, and it's okay to be detail-oriented about them. It's okay to be uh, a little analytical about them and put your mind into those tasks over the next three months. And uh, the sun in the, in the 11th house means there's a spotlight on your network and your relationships uh, that you meet through work. And uh, it's, it's a great time to uh, work with those people, maybe from your network, maybe to... Uh, sort of collaborate with people in your network, the sun there just puts a big spotlight on that and your soul is going to feel nourished by having time with your colleagues, your peers, uh, you know, getting to know them in a more uh, maybe spiritual way because of the sign of Pisces there. So maybe uh, starting a meditation practice with your colleagues would be great or getting a, a yoga class going at your workplace would be great or a meditation class at your workplace would be an awesome use of this energy. So collaborating with your colleagues, uh, bringing this energy of imagination, creativity, uh, the things you want to create in the world, uh, collaborating with that with your workplace. All right. So if your published works, if you have children, this is a great time to prioritize time with your children and doing things that are nurturing and supportive for your children. And uh, with the Virgo there, uh, you know, it can be a little analytical and uh, maybe you know so you set up like a routine. So you set up. A structure for when you spend time with the kids and uh, how you do it and, and make it sort of fun and enjoyable and nurturing but you can also have some routine to it so it's maybe every Tuesday at this time you, you know do the kid time uh, just to use those energies up well so it doesn't become maybe you feel um, critical of your children or harsh with your children because uh, that could happen as well so let's go to Gemini Again, moving back through the houses. So Gemini has the moon in the fourth house of home. Any sort of container for your energy, which could be your vehicle, your car, uh, a house, uh, any sort of container you have, uh, your phone even, you know, because it's, it's a 
container for your information and your device, uh, any devices you have. Uh, so the moon there in Virgo, this is a great time to take care of your home, to nurture your home, make your home a more nurturing environment over the next three months. And that's going to help your career tremendously because the sun is over there in the 10th house of career directly opposite this. And the career, a uh, good time to be imaginative with your career, maybe dreaming up uh, what you want your career to look like, what you want to change, who you want to be, what you can improve there, and bringing your energy into that over the next uh, three-month period. So the more you make your home nurturing and sustainable and uh, a nourishing place to be where you can recharge, the, the sun... Uh, can do its work of energizing your career, bringing vitality to your career, bringing the qualities of Pisces, of imagination, creativity, uh, intuition, insight into your career. So it's really this home and work balance. So the home, really nurturing, allows the work to be really energizing and vitalizing, and vice versa. So you give your energy to your work, do your best there, and when you get home, just fully be home, right? So keep your work at work, keep your home at home, and don't let those wires get crossed, which Gemini can do, because you can really see all sides of things. And you can see, okay, I could spend my time, you know, I could do some work at home. I could relax a little at work. You know, the more you blur those lines, uh, it, it could work, you know, but it could also create a lot of challenges where you feel like uh, you're not getting to relax and you're at home and you're not feeling fulfilled at work. Because uh, everything just kind of gets diluted. So, uh Let's try for Gemini over the next three months. Something that might be really helpful is focus on making home nourishing, making work energizing, and keeping those uh, separate for now. Right as you go into uh, with the with the next period in the the summer solstice, it's going to be more about self and relationships. Uh, so I think having this foundation of clear boundaries with home and work will be very helpful with the boundaries of self and relationships that come up in the uh, summertime. Moving into the fifth sign of the zodiac, Leo. So for Leo, this is happening in uh, moon in your second house and sun in the eighth house. So the second house is all about your finances, your home, your family, your foundation uh, that you grew up with, your background coming up. And the moon's there, so making your family a place of nourishment, uh, which could be a chosen family. It doesn't have to be birth family. But finding nurturing and finding nourishment in those relationships. And your mind on your money, your money on your mind, Leo. Because uh, the moon is the mind and the emotions, and the second house is your finances. The sun is over in the eighth house of other people's money, money you gain from relationships. If you have, if you're in a relationship, uh, there's likely to be more energy, vitality in the finances you gain from relationships, and the things that you gain from relationships. You might likely, uh, in the next three months, find yourself and your partner sparking more imagination, intuition, insight for you, uh, and bringing more vitality into this area of the eighth house, which is all about the occult, the hidden, uh, anything to do with transformation can also be death, but in the, in the field of transformation, death is a, is a very positive thing. It's, a, it's not necessarily a negative thing. It can be a neutral thing as well. But having the sun there means maybe you have an energy and vitality about doing a yoga practice, something that's a conscious transformation practice, 
or personal development work, uh, things that are all about transcendence and growth through uh, through going into the depths of the eighth house and, and the deep exploration of psychology and motivations uh, and it, doing that with your partner maybe because uh, again the eighth house is all about the gains you get from your relationship and it doesn't have to be necessarily uh, a committed partnership you have now but maybe if you're looking to date this is a great place to look for planning dates and doing things that are more involving you know for you leo involving uh research analyzing uh the depths of things psychology and going deeper into any field really anything you just think about going deeper right maybe having deeper conversations with the people that you date or your partner not necessarily just uh, your romantic relationships but also relationships in any aspect of your life so there's this vitality around depths of things, this vitality around finances from other people, uh, from your relationships. And uh, th this could be, you know, the mind in Virgo or the moon in Virgo in your second house. You could become uh, very focused and analytical about your finances. This could be a good thing. You could you could be over analyzing or you could be uh, just using uh, this very analytical, focused and practical nature of Virgo to get your finances in order and uh you know with just you always you know these signs are are the same for you always leo uh you have the pisces in the eighth house so you can be a little uh spacey about you know finances from your partner other people uh, relationships uh, but the sun there brings a little bit more energy and focus to it and uh, your soul is there so there will be some uh, nourishment that comes some energizing that comes just from you know uh, allowing yourself to to uh, enjoy those those things you receive from your relationship, those gifts of the relationship. And the moon there makes you a little more practical about all that. So we'll go on to Virgo. And for Virgo, this is happening in the first and seventh house. Moon in Virgo in the first house. Moon is the mind, the emotions. The first house is the self, the body. Uh, so the, you could be thinking about your health quite a bit, your body, your physical body. Uh, your, you want to do things that really nourish your body over the next three months. So uh, Virgo, you can be analytical, you can be critical, uh, can turn cynical at times. So instead of that, you can uh, do things that feel nourishing for you. Get massages, take baths. Uh, just nurture and nourish, be, be maternal to your physical body, and uh, that will nourish your soul, your son, in the seventh house. So you'll have more to give to your relationships, because the son is in the seventh house of contracts, marriage, relationships. And as you nourish with the moon, you nourish yourself, you'll have more to give, more vitality in the relationships. So you're finding this balance, right? So the, we're at the equinox right now with the sun and the moon equally taking up the same amount of length of the day, 12 hours each. So we're finding this balance between where the moon is in your first house of taking care of yourself, nurturing yourself, and where the sun is in the relationship of bringing your vitality, your energy, your soul into your relationships. With Pisces there, bringing your imagination, your intuition, your insight into the relationship. This could be as simple as just asking your partner about their day and listening with the depth and analytical mind that you have, Virgo, 
to understand them on a deeper level and go into the depths of Pisces. It's a water sign, bringing the sun to the water. So, you know, when you, just like in real life, when you look out in the water and you see uh, real life, I don't know what that this is this is not real life. I don't know, uh, but it, you know, just in everyday life, if you see the sun shine a light on the water, you can see you know into the water more. It brings it illuminates things that are under the surface. So your sun being there in the seventh house, you can uh, shine a light onto the depths of your relationships and, uh, and be there with them. Because you've nurtured yourself and you can naturally outpour that nurturing into your relationship and have more to give to your partner. Now we move to the sign of Libra. So this transit is happening with the moon in the 12th house and the sun in the 6th house. So moon in is the mind and emotions and the mother in the 12th house of moksha, liberation, enlightenment, foreign lands, isolation, meditation, prisons, these sort of things about solitude. You're going to find nurturing and uh and you can nurture yourself by taking time for solitude, taking time for yourself, Libra. Time It's a great time for retreat, for your mind to reset, for your mood, your emotions to reset. The sun's over there in the sixth house of the day-to-day, -day, everyday stuff in the sign of Pisces. So uh, maybe not the best time to be responsible with your day-to-day -day stuff because Pisces is the deep water sign and it's about intuition and emotion and uh, imagination and uh, things that are not so tangible and practical and everyday, which is what the sixth house is all about. So, you know, it's not, not the best time to be responsible. Uh, if you're going, it's a great time for a trip, a spring break, some time to recharge. Um, if you uh, can take a little more time off work and just sort of over these next three months, just have a little bit more uh, time for solitude, a little less time to focus on the everyday stuff. And, uh, you know, when, what, you, what you are focusing on is putting the sun into the sign of Pisces in the everyday stuff. So that's using your energy, your vitality for imagination, dreaming up your future, who you want to be, what you want to become, what nourishes your soul. And as you nourish your, your mind, your emotions, your mood, and become maternal to yourself by uh, taking time for solitude, quiet, uh, reflection, sort of analyzing and reviewing the past you know, three months or a year or whatever it is, uh, that will nourish you and you'll have more energy to give to your everyday stuff. So the day-to-day -day stuff will become a lot more, um, your cup will be full if you take the time for isolation. Uh, <laughs> not necessarily isolation, but solitude, alone time. Uh, and, you know, if I think if you manifest the energy in that way and take a retreat or take time alone, uh, you, know, you don't have to end up in prison. It's a joke. Uh, and you also don't have to worry about losing things because the 12th house is about loss. Uh, so use it for nurturing and nourishment and meditation and moksha, liberation, and, and healthy loss, right? Losing the ego, losing the, uh, the emotional whirlwind and drama that can come up for the mind sometimes and the emotional uh, critical mind of Virgo that can come up here with the moon in Virgo. Letting that be lost so you can... Uh, return to your your soul, your nurturing, your, your true self of Libra. You care about balance, you care about relationships, you care about other people a lot. Uh, and 
letting the analytical critical stories die so you can just be your natural loving libra generous uh, caring considerate compassionate self scorpio if you have the rising sign or moon sign of scorpio you have this transit going on with the moon in your 11th house in virgo and the sun in your fifth house in Pisces. Moon, mind, motions, maternal mother, in the 11th house of gains from career, your network, your the people you meet, your colleagues from work. So you be you could be nourished and find uh, this maternal quality and feel sustained by taking time to connect on a more emotional, uh, mental level with your colleagues. Get to know them a little bit more, like slow down, have a longer conversation with them. Scorpio loves the depths of things. And uh, with Jupiter in your first house, you're just going to feel, you know, that's going on for a while. Uh, this energy and vitality and expansive quality, this generosity, uh, it's a great place to use it of being uh, curious about your colleagues, getting to know their depths, their emotions, people you've met for, through work, getting to know uh, a little bit deeper about them. And avoiding uh, the moon and, and Virgo being too critical about them over this three-month period. And instead of being critical and uh, incisive and going into the depths of what they're doing wrong and uh, maybe feeling uh, judgmental or uh, emotionally upset about that, uh, look for what's just something you don't know about them. What's something deeper than that? Uh, what's something you can look for that you haven't seen before? This will keep the Scorpio energy curious and satisfied and that will bring more energy in the sun to the fifth house of your published works sun and pisces there is going to be fun for you because you are all about the depths of the water of scorpio but pisces is also a water sign so this is a great time for uh, putting your vitality energy into your works you want to create in the world your creativity if you're an artist a musician a painter architect uh, anything to do with uh being creative and artistic and spontaneous and playful uh, this is a great time for that over this three-month period and you can put a lot of energy and imagination into it and a lot of depth into it uh, again with the jupiter in your first house you're just going to be all about expansion and growth and uh, going into this stuff and rahu in the eighth house yeah definitely just you have a lot of energy to create some really interesting deep stuff uh, so Use it for that and instead of using it to, uh, you know, dig up anger, frustration, hostilities to others. It's good to feel that stuff. It's good to express it. Uh, it's just good to also not spin out there and get obsessive about, you know, you can get lost in conspiracy theories and obsessed about this depth of what's going on under the surface and you're just detecting and finding it and and it's just ruminating on it. Uh, Instead, healthy, have a healthy obsession about your creative work and your what you put out into the world. Uh, and that will uh, translate really nicely and uh, you'll likely continue to go even deeper into it and open up some new channels for you in the summer uh, with the next transit in three months. So yeah, focus on your published works. Uh, connect to your colleagues, your peers. Uh, get to know them a little deeper. And... Uh, this is, this is a great time for Scorpio. And then Sagittarius, you've got 
moon in your in Virgo in your tenth house, and sun in Pisces in your fourth house of home. Tenth house is about career and uh, your work in the world, and the moon is there. So you may be working with women, working in maternal fields uh, a little bit more so over the next three months. And find a way to make your work nourishing and find nourishment and uh, stimulation for your mind in your work. You can use the Virgo analytical aspect of yourself to put your mind into seeing what systems and processes are working for you. what aspects of your work you could analyze and improve upon statistics numbers data um, all that stuff might not normally be so interesting for you Sagittarius Uh, it can be fun at times but um, this is a good time to do that to do that work and kind of be a little more analytical about your work you know sometimes I could see that you you know in general because Virgo is always there in your 10th house so that could be a normal part of your work but here with the moon there your mind uh, is going to be more interested in it and your emotions be more affected by it uh, over this three-month period, likely. And, uh, and then the sun is over there in your fourth house. So you're going to have a lot of vitality and energy in your home, maybe your car, your vehicle. Uh, if you don't have that, this would be a good time to increase that energy, maybe even you know getting your car washed or even getting a new car, just putting the sun energy there of this uh, vitality and energy and making your your vehicles, your containers, your home, anything that sort of contains and builds energy for you, your devices, uh, making it even more energizing so it's fun and vital and Sagittarius, like you love to have fun and be spontaneous and and have the fire energy. Uh, So this is a great time to make sure your home has those qualities and you feel like nurtured and energized and vitality at your home, and your soul is going to feel, uh, you know, deeply nourished and sustained and energized by that. And it'll help you be uh, help your emotions at work as well. So have fun at home. Uh, be a little more analytical at work. And uh, you've got Rahu right now is in your seventh house, and uh, Saturn and Ketu in your first house. So this could be, you know, you could be going through a trying time right now. This could be a little difficult. Um, there could be some challenges, things that are placing limitations on you. Um, K2 is about separation. Saturn's about discipline and hard work. But Jupiter is in your 12th house. So this is a, a good time for spiritual practices. I mean, this is kind of always what I say. If you have a spiritual practice and something that's keeping you disciplined and channeling this energy... So when it arises, you have this sort of intuition and insight of like how to most positively use it and not let it sort of get the negative effects as much of the karma that's going on here. Because we're all just working through karma. Uh, So your first house, you know, you're going to be working through some difficult karma right now uh, with Saturn and K2 there. It's going to be challenges. There's going to be delays. Uh, You know, it's it's just like a weather report, like it's going to rain. So it's good to have a raincoat and, a, and an umbrella. And in this case, that is uh, your meditation practice, your spiritual practice. If you don't already have a spiritual teacher, this is the time to do it, or you've probably been thinking about it. Um, and really right now, through uh, you know, if you're listening to this in March, before April, this is a good time to seek out a spiritual teacher if you don't already have one. Maybe go to a meditation class, go to yoga class, uh, read a book. You know, it doesn't have to be an in-person like guru you go to in India. It's just somebody that you 
feel is guiding you and giving you perspective. It could be a life coach. It could be a, a friend who tells you the truth, you know, doesn't collude with you. Uh, but Jupiter is the teacher of wisdom. And it's very helpful. It's going to be very helpful to have that right now um, through this transit. You know, and when you're at work, like I said before, um, making sure your mind and emotions are seeing what you can improve processes, analyzing systems at work, seeing what can improve there. And then the sun in your fourth house, making your home energizing, vitalizing, cutting the dead leaves on the plants, uh, you know, taking out the trash, not letting the dirty dishes pile up, uh, keeping the energy strong and the vibes high in the house. Uh, feng Shui is a great way to do that. If you don't know much about Feng Shui, uh, it's sort of the Chinese version of Vastu, the Indian uh, sort of version of Feng Shui, which is, predates Feng Shui. Uh, but if you're interested in that, it's something I've done a lot and had a lot of interest in and a lot of success with. Email me at jeremydevins at gmail.com. Happy to help you with that. Uh, it's not something I normally offer, but I think it'd be really fun for you, Sagittarius. Moving to Capricorn, we have this transit happening with Moon in the ninth house in Virgo and Sun in the third house in Pisces. Moon is the mind, the emotions, the mother, the uh, nurturing of the self, uh, nurturing of others, women in your life. It's in the ninth house of uh, travel, religion, spirituality, uh, and with Virgo there. So if you maybe if you have a female teacher or guide that you uh, know and trust, this is a great time to connect with that person over this next three month period. Uh, it's a great time to be nurtured by travel, going to uh, pilgrimages specifically, like spiritual travel, uh, learning about um, maybe going to, to like analyze into the, because uh, <laughs> Virgo's there. So using this sort of uh, time to maybe analyze things, review things, uh, look at what's working, what's not working. Uh, and, you know, if you do travel, try not to be too precise about it. I know Capricorn, you know, you can really enjoy uh, structure. Uh, so, yeah, have some structure if you travel or if you seek out spiritual teachings or religious teachings. Have some structure to it. Um, but also, uh, you know, don't be too rigid. Don't be anal about it. Uh, just let it be a nurturing, nourishing experience for the moon. And that will help vitalize the sun in the third house which is a great place for it to be uh third house is about willpower discipline uh just your your writing ability uh your your ability to sort of follow through on your actions and capricorn is all about you know hard work discipline structure the qualities of saturn uh, which are in your 12th house so this may be a trying time for you right now saturn and k2 there but k2 in the 12th house is a great place for it to be uh, it's going to bring more energy to your spirituality and there can be some loss, some detachment here and it can be healthy loss as I've mentioned before here. So uh, what what do you need to let go of? What is it time to let go of? And that's going to free up more energy for your sun and your willpower, your vitality, your soul uh, to be imaginative, to, to be disciplined, to be structured. And I always think of, uh, you know, the idea that sometimes we think of discipline is uh, limiting and it's not freedom and freedom and discipline are opposite but i don't think so at all especially for you capricorn you understand that that discipline is freedom and you you find uh when you have structure when you have a path to follow 
and you're held to it and you stick to it, uh, you there's a freedom and peace and ease in that. And uh, if you don't already have a, a teacher who's supporting you with that, Saturn in the 12th house can help you find a teacher. Uh, but with K2, it could also be a loss of a teacher. It could be times you let go of a teacher uh, who has been on your spiritual path. And maybe find someone through your network because Jupiter's there in your 11th house. So maybe you know somebody who knows somebody who could uh, be a good guide for this, this period you're going through right now over the next really, uh, to me, about a year and a half or so of, of this discipline, this, this lessons about loss, these lessons about uh, your teachers, lessons about uh, solitude, isolation, foreign lands, spirituality, liberation, moksha. Uh, and as you learn those lessons, that will increase your vitality, the sun in the third house, your willpower, your discipline. And make sure uh, you, you take some time, which could just be a couple minutes in one day a week, you know, where you're sort of getting uh, what you would consider like some sort of spiritual nourishment, some sort of uh, travel bug nourishment. If you got the travel bug, this is a great time to go. Uh, really great time, especially to go to like foreign lands or uh, see like a guru or a teacher. Uh, in practice, detachment, like healthy detachment, ego detachment, right? Some ego is good. It's a great thing to have. Uh, it's also great to be able to detach and let go of things that are no longer serving you. And this is a great time for you to do that. And I think those are the lessons for you over the next year and a half, really. But over this three-month period right now, uh, you know, it's a great time to, to do a little travel, pil pilgrimage of some sort. Aquarius, you got this going on with the sun in the second house, moon in the eighth house. Your mind, your emotions, you're going to feel nurtured going into the depths of things, analyzing the depths, research, study, uh, really just dig in there. Go all the way down the rabbit hole. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. Let it be fun and nourishing for you. Uh, you know, go into study the occult, study mysticism, study yoga, study pranayama, study Vedic astrology great time for you to do that and uh, i think you'll have a lot of fun with it um and the sun's over there in your second house and your your wealth your assets your family so it's good you, you could get a good amount of vitality energy from spending time with your family um being imaginative being playful having fun with your family um just exploring and uh be you know doing the pisces things just Letting the uh, letting things be spontaneous and fun and playful. So a lot of water emphasis for you over the next two weeks or three <laughs> next uh, three months, uh, and so this is a good time to uh, go to water, have time at the water. Aquarius is the water bearer, and uh, you got to have some refilling of your own cup to to be able to pour out to others. And uh, you know what? It's Aquarius is actually an air sign, even though it's pouring water. So your mind, your intellect, Virgo, which is in your eighth house as well, is going to the research, do the depth, study the depths, explore the occult, the hidden, the mystical, and uh, you'll have a lot of fun with it. Venus in your twelfth house, you're just going to have a lot of appreciation for it. Uh, and uh, yeah, just, just go into the depths and you're going to have so much to give to others and share with others. You're going to be full of ideas and insights and intuitions and, oh, I learned this thing and I applied this thing and... Uh, you can be a real teacher in your work. So bring that stuff. You know, if there's depths in your work that you want to study, uh, you're just going to be a fun person to be around because 
you're going to be going into these depths and learning all these things and doing this research and uh, spending time with the water, just feeling so hydrated and nourished that when you go to your work, uh, you're just going to have so much to give. And you're just going to be, oh, I learned this thing and that thing. And with Mercury in your first house, like your business acumen is strong right now. Uh, great time to be communicating. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a great little three-month period for you, Aquarius. So have fun with it and enjoy it. Lastly, we get to Pisces. So this is going on for you with the sun in your first house in Pisces and moon in the seventh house in Virgo. Sun is your vitality, the father, uh, drive, ambition, your soul. It's what deeply nourishes you. So it's the time to really focus on the self and take action for yourself. Put the spotlight on yourself. Me time, self-care, uh, just doing things for you. Go on a date with yourself. Like Just have fun uh, with yourself. And it's okay to um, you know, just be full-on Pisces. Just go into the, the depths of things. Be watery. Be spontaneous. Be playful. Be curious. Uh, and the moon is in the seventh house. So how can you create a more nurturing relationship? And, uh, and let your mind be just stimulated by your partner. So be curious about your partner. Um, it's a great time to listen because Mercury is in your 12th house of loss uh, and, and uh, isolation, foreign lands, uh, solitude, these sort of things. So not the best time for uh, Mercury to be, uh, not the best place for Mercury necessary. Mercury is debilitated in Pisces and 12th house is similar to the qualities of Pisces. So it's a great time to be listening more than you speak. And in your relationships, uh, you know, get curious about your partner and get to know like how they see things, and you know, and get, uh, analyze them in a good way. Like, oh, like why did you do that? And like, you get, get to know like their depths and uh, what inspired that thought and that action. And your mind, your emotions, your mood. Be nurturing. Be uh, maternal with your partner, and uh, you know, and then just be fully there with them. And then just have your time for yourself to recharge and reset. Uh, you've got Saturn and K2 in your 10th house right now with that big transit going on there. So uh, there could be some challenges at work. And again, this is a good time with Mercury in 12th right now. Um, just listen more than you talk. Just be curious. Uh, you know, Get to know what's going on for other people. There can be some loss, some discipline, delays, challenges, setbacks in career. And... Uh, this is and then Rahu's over there opposite that in your fourth house, so it could be a bit of obsession about your home, your your car, uh, your containers, the things that you use to hold energy, um, and you can also be a little like uh, obsessed with like making your house a certain way or uh, material things. Uh, and a little bit of that's okay. I mean, this is the time you've got Rahu there, so. It's a great time to focus on those things and take care of those things. Uh, just, just make sure that they're like nurturing yourself, uh, increasing the vitality of your son in your first house. Son, the first house, like your body, yourself, uh, who you are, what nourishes you. Um, so bringing some vitality, play, energy, spontaneity to that, and uh, you know maybe trying some sort of like activity, like going for a walk or long hikes or or physical activities that are imaginative and playful, things you haven't done before. Maybe like going to a, a rock gym or you know 
even like a kid's like play playground or, or going on a swing or something fun and different and imaginative and playful would be cool. I think for and be kind of energizing and vitalizing for you right now, because the work life is like probably feeling like a chore right now. It's probably some big delays there. Um, there could be losses at your work. There could be cuts at your work. Uh, so it's best to, to just take care of your home, take care of yourself and your relationships. And uh, doing meditation right now, I mean, always, I always say this, meditation is so helpful. And uh, that breathing meditation I mentioned in the last episode about March horoscope would be great here, working with that mercury debilitation quality of mercury in the 12th house. Uh, so we've also got mercury retrograde right now. That's going to end pretty soon, but... Uh, just for you, especially Pisces, like that Mercury not being at its best can bring difficulties for your communication and your business aspect, like things that are going on with business. So, and and then also with the Saturn and K two in your tenth house, so that can that can bring some challenges to the business world. Um, oh, but you have Jupiter in the ninth house, so you if you don't have a teacher, uh, you know this would be a great time to go to a meditation center and and work with a teacher and uh, you know this is also another thing I just recommend to everybody in general to look at where Jupiter is and see where you can find a good teacher and for you that's in your ninth house so if you can do a little pilgrimage or a short trip uh, to uh, study spirituality or religion or something that interests you uh, and work with a teacher a little bit that can help things out quite a bit and uh, it's okay to be a little obsessed about the home right now. And there's things that got to move there. Mars is in your second house, finances and family. So you got a lot of energy to take action there. And uh, overall, just taking time for yourself and having fun, spontaneity, play, being curious about your partners, your relationships, uh, really getting into their heads, getting into their minds, get to know their who they are, what makes them tick. Listen more than you talk. And these are all, uh, this can all be a really fun uh, spontaneous and uh, you'll learn a lot over the next three months this is a great time for personal growth all right so that's my overview of what's happening with this spring equinox transit going on from now until the summer solstice in 2019 if you have any questions or again you want to see your birth charts you know where your rising sign and moon sign are email me at jeremydevins at gmail.com or visit www.quietmind.yoga slash astrology where you can find a link there to enter your email, time, your time, date, and place of birth and email that to me and I'll send you your chart uh, so you'll see those aspects so you can know what to listen to in this podcast. Uh, you want to listen to your rising and your moon sign. Both of those are very helpful for understanding transits. They affect both the rising sign, uh, your general quality, who you are, how you show up in the world, the main uh, chart that determines like what your life is shaped to be, and your moon, which uh, determines your mind, your emotions, uh, your mother, uh, all things maternal in your life. Uh, those are all very important because the moon is always changing, so that's very important to Vedic astrology, to look at the moon, to understand yourself in more detail, what parts of you are always changing, and understand your rising sign and which part of you uh, naturally is like your 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 natural nature, your disposition. So again, quietmind.yoga slash astrology, and I'll send you your chart so you can know which signs to look for. And I'm excited for uh, you to share if you have any questions or what's coming up for you. I always love 
the feedback I get here. I've gotten a lot of great positive feedback to this show, and I'm honored that it's helpful to you and that you're finding value in it. So again, you can email me at jeremydevins at gmail.com with questions, comments, and leave a review so you can help people find this show. Uh, leave a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen so we can help uh, our show reach more people. Because uh, I think this stuff is super valuable. I love Vedic Astrology. I only wish I found it earlier before I went down the rabbit hole of Western Astrology. Uh, but I'm grateful for all of it. And I'm grateful that I have this this uh, this soapbox to stand on and talk about Vedic Astrology. Because it's so powerful and helpful and transformational. And I'm always finding new and amazing insights into this practice. And I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. All right, so have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you soon.